Welcome to Get This Shit, the bi-monthly podcast that answers the questions you've always had, but forgot to ask. Prepare your earballs. Why, hello, and welcome to Get This Shit. My name's Cassie, your host, and joining me today is my co-hostess with the mostess, Sam. Hey, what's up? He said, hey, oh, <laughs> <laughs> why that? I know we already did that a couple episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, we sure did. We sure did. And I just watched the, um, oh, what we do in the shadows. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he comes in. Uh, spoiler alert. Sorry. Don't listen. <laughs> if Fuck. you haven't watched season four yet. Any hoozles. Howdy, howdy. Uh, welcome to another rousing episode of GTS. We're so happy that you're back. Woo woo. <laughs> What's with the 90s sound effects uh, over I was, there? I thought we could do like a morning uh, jam. Absolutely not. <laughs> not not at this 945 <laughs> <of> night. <laughs> Oh my god! You have too much energy for working. What you did today, Jesus! Yeah, well, you know, this gives me energy, Cassie. Does it? Does it give you life? Oh yes, so much life. The life that it gives you, Samuel. I can see it in your eyes. Can you see it in my smile? <laughs> Is it me yeah. you're looking for? Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what? It was. It was. It was. Oh Lord! So what's uh what's new with you, my dude? Uh, not a whole lot. Just working, doing, yeah. living, yeah, chilling, illing, and hoping, and hoping, <laughs> and doing. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Samezies, pretty much. It's it's hot in Indiana. Weather corner. Uh, yeah, it's hot in Indiana. Right now, I today was the coolest day it's been in a long time. So I'm an indoor cat. I don't, I don't like to venture outside. I'm, I'm very pale. If you haven't seen me already, or you don't know me, IRL, <laughs> quite pale, tragically. Not as much as Kaylee. Kaylee is yeah, no, an alabaster princess. Clear. Yeah, she sure is. She's like a cave fish. I said that to my mom today, but. Oh, Lord. Uh, speaking of, I fucking all I have to do is talk about the the warehouse that I'm moonlighting at, which they have very grand plans for me. And I'm like, oh, my God, I know. <laughs> Thank you so much. But my no, my dream board never had warehouse manager attached to it. No, not even when you were deep into the secret? <laughs> no, not even then. Not even Wh- then. Which was a real thing. You were totally deep into the secret when Oprah was all about it. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah, Oprah and I are super tight. Not really. Ever since she told people not to tip their hair, Silas, I was like, you can go fuck yourself. Wait, not what? all of I us. When was yeah. that? I don't remember uh, that. It was one of I mean, it Oprah's like, like, you know. Secrets like ways to save money. Yeah, at one time, her um, personal hairdresser 
the time that she made that comment made like seventy thousand dollars a well, year. Yeah. Of course she doesn't have to tip just that her. hairstyle. Exactly. Yeah. And that was kind of my thing and I don't know. I suck it. Yeah, I mean you also should like so Yeah, I it's not very far f- that people have to go up in pay scale for them to uh, completely detach with the type of living that you and I do. Right. And but we like, are far removed from others in society as well. So. Right. Well, but I mean, just like how little reinforcement does it take to like create that narrative in people's heads to where like, because I, I know, know she has a book list. Well, I, I know, but like, I know like people who probably have never heard that comment from Oprah who like, didn't understand that needed to be a thing, number one, or sure. um, other services. Like, I've been tipping my hairstylist like a fool all these years. <laughs> but no, like people who don't, or like not tipping your tattoo artist on sure, a piece yeah. of it. Like, and, Someone who provides you a service of any sort. Yeah, I know. It's very, it's strange for people. And yeah, and especially if it's like a... a, a creative expression like whether it's what they do for a living or not it's just it's different when people feel that there's labor involved yes like you know a server of course you tip your server yeah yeah well i've heard i you know to go i've even said it in my life i'm like well why am i gonna tip you for fucking i have to come and pick up my food if it's a to-go situation but like a lot goes into that now. Like they have a lot of responsibilities yeah. anymore, especially in, you know, I what people try to think of as post panorama, but you know, active panorama. Right. And I and like and I don't the, know what it is anymore. The like rebuttal to that is like it's not my fault that the companies aren't paying these people a living wage to where they can make it without my tips. Not, yeah, sure, not yours directly. But, but yeah, it is. It, like, yeah, you fucking continue to pour money into that kind of shit and allow yeah, it to you continue. continue to give them your patronage. You don't yeah. do anything uh, actively to to pursue these people getting a living wage for what they do. So yeah, yeah, it is your fault that you have to tip them. So until you are a part of the solution. Uh, fucking tip them. Yeah. Fuck you. Tip them. I feel like we're preaching to the tipping audience at this point because if you've if you've joined us on episode what is this forty eight, uh, I've gotten past some more brash fucking uh, opinions than that one. (laughs) (laughs) I think. Yeah. Preaching to the tipping choir. Uh, I yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, Samuel is I, he's been all sorts of revved up fired uh, up yeah, I've lately been in, I've been in my feels lately I'm not gonna lie it's something I'm working on with my therapist to kind of oh. figure out where it's coming from yeah man I can understand that uh, I if anyone ever wants to know why I do anything uh, pretty much motivated out of fear like anything everything like my drive not to fail, uh, like my succeeding is out of like f- fear. <laughs> it's 
That's why I've gotten good at a lot of things. Oh, I'm not good enough at this. I'm going to let me just tack this on and I can do this too. Like I got a whole bag of tricks kind of thing. Sure. But um, I'm a big old scaredy cat, but I sound mean as fuck. So I am a human chihuahua. Like. Right. Whereas like I'm more of the (laughs) I'm like, I mean, I feel. I mean, fear is such a uh, innate primal thing in people to where it's a huge motivator for everybody. You know, and it's just like how we respond to well, that. Well, yeah, like the, our agreed. Core, yeah, our core self. So I mean, yeah, everyone's motivated by fear. Like me, I'm personally like I'm. Yeah, very, but not fear is not every motivation. Sure, for others, or fear is not the overwhelming motivation for others. It is a balanced part, or it is a part of many other things as to where with me fear is an all in like all encompassing over thing like there there are other motivations but it all is rooted in fear sure sure i know like oh i mean i'm in the same way a lot of mine motivations are fear-based but uh, for me it's a uh, Whereas you're more aggressive about it. I'm much more dismissive. Like, I, I, I yeah, very much yeah. like. We have two very opposite ways of dealing yes, with extremely, the same problem. Yeah, extremely opposite ways of dealing with it where I, I push things off until you back me to a corner. And then, like, until I'm forced sure. to, I usually try to just get out of the way. Sure. Instead yeah. of like heading it off before it gets bigger. Oh yeah. I'm just like I'm. You're trying to. I'm catch... mad when I don't see it coming. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're trying to catch the dodgeballs. I'm just trying to dodge the dodgeballs. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna save this kid that just got out, and I'm gonna get you out, and then I'm gonna throw a ball to another kid. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm that kid for sure. Because if not, you're going to be the last kid and you're the only one having balls. Yeah, and I'm very bad at dodgeball. <laughs> well, I'm bad at throwing. So, like, I'm and like that's a, that's a literal that's a literal physical thing. I'm terrible at throwing. <laughs> like, I, I can do other stuff at a normal level, but jumping and throwing things, that's where I'm <sighs> horrible <Sam>. at. <laughs> you would think that. Sam, like, if you just, like, saw him on the street, you'd be like, oh, that kid probably play some mean basketball. Nope. He's a really good I'm basketball manager. Six, yeah, I'm almost 6'2". I can't dunk. No. Like, that's Poor stupid. Guy. <laughs> I know Poor better. Poor guy. I even... have a better vertical than yeah, Sam I'll, I'll play horse. I'm not playing basketball, all right? Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> that's so funny. Well, I fucking any hoozles. <laughs> we, oh Lord, I, the like I said, Moonlight Nun, the warehouse. I, I thought that a hair school was bad, <laughs> but holy fucking shit! Yeah, y'all, these dudes are so dramatic D- today. Just so many things. It was a fine day. It was fine. Three o'clock hit, and every shit that could have shit and hit a fan did. And I was in the direct, like, 
outside line of any shit. Mm -hmm. So I just had the perfect seat. Right. And there was... For Master Shits Theater. For Master (laughs) Shits Theater, yes. And there was truly nothing I could do to help anything. Sure. Like, uh, quite a few things that happened were, like, interpersonal type of things. And, like, how people relate to one another. And, you know, just... People up in their feels and getting their feelings hurt when they should be hurt, but you can't tell someone they right, they're yeah, feeling their feelings aren't hurt because you don't know. But yeah, man. So I'm just. It was a really hard focus day, even though I took my Vivans <laughs> and I was I was rubbing them two brain cells together so hard today, trying to just complete a task fully and then move on to the next one Mm -hmm. like i had a really hard adhd day yeah and then i fucking boss mom is like blah 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 we should grab a drink after and i was like okay twist my arm (laughs) twist my arm but yeah man like i don't remember feeling it's been years since I've, you know, been at the school, but it's still like, I, damn, today I was like, I need a fucking drink after work. <laughs> and no, that, that, I know I felt like that quite a few times at the school, but like, sure <laughs> not fucking, I did not expect to feel that way with being like just in the, I don't know, the, the shirt area. You know, just a, sure within the shark. Yeah, but I wall. mean, you've been at this job for how long? And this yeah. is the first time he really felt like, man, I can use a God drink. damn, yeah. He, not, I need a drink because, like, that's that's something I've worked on as sure. my own personal journey with my relationship to alcohol. Like, I no longer, I can't say, oh, I need a drink because, sure. like, that's problematic thinking that leads me down yeah. not good roads. But it would be nice to. Yeah. You know, for whatever reason, and then I have to like have a conversation with myself about why this would be nice. But it's been how long that you've been in this job and and have had that thought. Sure. (laughs) Versus how often you would think something, whether it was alcohol or some other coping mechanism, how often Uh, you would think something like that at school. Sure, sure, sure. No, I was much more uh, self. Oh my god, I think Nicholas is going to jump up on Sam's lap. This is the cutest moment of my fucking life. Of course you just want to come over here on my laptop. Yeah, bubs, it's not super stable. There you go, sorry. <laughs> Any hoozles. Um, Mick wants yeah. to be a part of the action. <laughs> I re- uh, yes, I remember feeling that way, but using other things to cope. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my God, it was fucking dramatic <laughs> today. And I was like, you know what? Booze does sound good because I'm not a good drinker like at home. I am better. I'm a better drinker out in public, but I don't like to get hammered in public. No, you definitely don't. Which if you have seen me the last few times I've been hammered, it doesn't track well with what I said, but. It's not my fault. We've been celebrating the past couple times we've been out. Because my social, uh, I don't know, social battery is definitely different than it was 
Sure. Just a, one year ago, two years ago, you know, whatever year it is, whatever. But, um, oh, one exciting thing that I have done recently, uh, which you guys will see quite a bit of, I went to the ACLU Indiana Bands Off Our Body protest uh, for Indiana's uh, Senate Bill 1 that they started discussing and it's uh it's no good as far as uh female and reproductive rights are concerned it's very limiting to safe legal abortions they are health care absolutely i'm sorry if it makes you uncomfortable a lot of people who have had to choose that are just as uncomfortable and I have the proof. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, I went, it was Monday the 25th, and uh, today is the 26th that we're recording. Doesn't really yeah. matter. Mm. But I uh, was fortunate enough to find quite a few different people who uh, wanted to chit chat, and I asked if I could interview them and uh, talk to them about why they were there. And why it was important for them to come out today, um, you know, and just anything that they really had to say on the topic or voice. And I talked to quite a few different people um, from all different, you know, uh, views of abortion and healthcare and how it all ties together and women's rights and, uh, you know, birthers rights, all of it. But yeah, I was able, I talked to people of all ages uh, I was able to get an interview with a doctor um, and he's a male doctor. And, you know, so it was really interesting to hear from him, his thoughts about, you know, what he thinks that uh, medical professionals can do to show support and things like that. And especially like he acknowledged, you know, his very white yeah. Cis hetero male view on the subject, and that he's like, even like, it's very easy to see, like, this isn't okay. Sure. But um, I got to talk to sisters and people who put their babies up for adoption. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people who were pregnant at the protest Mm -hmm. and people who were fresh. Fresh from having to either have a medical abortion and or a home abortion. Yeah. They had to go through it on their own. They were Oof. waved off by medical professionals. Uh, it was a very like. Uh, it was a really humbling day, um, especially because if you know me in real life, um, like. A mob is where I shine, baby. <laughs> like, I I am typically the loudest. I am the brashest. I am uh, uh, very uh, comfortable. I am unafraid. Uh, like, conflict does not bother me, usually. <laughs> sure. So, I like, I'm loud. I'm proud. I... I'm just a big old loud mouth and nothing intimidates me and not I don't want to say nothing not a lot intimidates me sure yeah because uh, you're in that aggressive yeah I'm ready for this it's not catching me off guard yeah 
Yep. I mean, and if we want to go back to high school pet band, swear I shined, baby. <laughs> Let me guide you all through this experience. Like, I'm just a born leader through and through. Like, I want to lead at every facet of everything. Do I have control issues? Maybe. But <laughs> has nothing to do with it. But yeah, I, it was a very different um, type of experience for me because sure. while I was out there and I did protest and I did take part in, uh, you know, the chants and things like that, I I was there to hear other people and yeah. to be able to use the podcast as a medium to really, you know, talk to people, have them open up and be willing to share with me and to share with our listeners and you know our followers the their stories I thought was really fucking brave not only showing up to a protest with everything that's fucking going on in the world yeah and I, you know not knowing if you know the event that you're at is tainted or not not sure. knowing if you're going to be 100% safe which has always, I don't know, been a chance, but yeah. it's definitely a, a huge, you've been, you've had a lot of reminders lately. Yeah, but I mean, it's also, I feel, I mean, not to toot your horn or anything like that, but I feel that if you do not, if you just want to be a part of the solution, like for anybody, if you just want to be a part of the solution and you just want to go out there and show your support, and be counted and and put yourself in yeah, with the people. Yeah, check in that, on your Facebook or whatever. Or, or no, I mean, <laughs> if, if you're a person who wants to go to, like, a protest, like, you don't have to be the hero. Like, you don't have yeah. to yeah. have a star-leading role. Yeah. Your presence there is your voice. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Um. I, to be honest, it was a really, it, this was my first protest. I have not been to anything other than, I don't know, like some high school bullshit. You know what I mean? Sure. But, I mean, it was, people were very nice. Um, There really wasn't too much fucking buffoonery. I was accosted once, but... I don't deal with that shit. Sure. I quickly set that old man in his place. I I accidentally sat behind some pro-lifers, but not like, you know, well, I don't know that we can call anybody reasonable on that side, but it's not even a sign. Like I, you're not truly pro-life if you believe in some of the things that are being propagated out there. But yeah. any who's alls, I sat behind the wrong people on the lawn. My God. <laughs> and I, he, this dude came over, kicked my sign, and I was just like, oh, let me move that for you so you have a little bit more room. I didn't fucking pay attention. Sure, I'm, yeah. Like, we're in the thick of a mob. I'm just like sitting on the grass, like just outside of it. And uh, he starts spouting some shit. And I was just like, oh, man, no, I'm not into that. No, thank you. And pretty much just do the no, thank you, no, thank you. And he keeps pushing it. And I stood up off the ground and was like, my guy, you don't want to continue this. I would really appreciate it if you turned around and walked away. And uh, I, to be honest, 
I haven't given the interaction that much more thought, which is uncharacteristic for me because I would sit and play through it and like get mad and angry about it. But I at the end of the day, he's old fucking white man. And what the I have no reason to care about his opinion. But um, he did try to get a little aggressive with me, trying to give me a little tippity tap on my shoulder because I'm an idiot and I turn my back to people to make them angry. I'm like, this is how much I think that you're a threat. Let me. And here's my back and my soft backside. <laughs> and right. he, you know, tried to give me a little tippity tap on the shoulder and I turned around and I had a little baby water bottle and threw it in its face. And then when there was a little bit left, I dumped it on top of his head made some comments about his hairline and how he should exit as well. <laughs> he should leave just like his hairline is. And then he went up to some cops that watched the entire thing happen and was like, she assaulted me. And they were like, come on, man, really? <laughs> and he was like, I'm so serious. Did you not see that? And they were like, ma'am, we'd like to talk to her a second. And I was like, oh, no, thank you. And I just kept walking. <laughs> so... I, like, I know that that is not the case for many people. Sure. And um, I'm very grateful that I was able to uh, skirt out of that intervention quickly because I have too big of a fucking attitude for any of that nonsense. Um, but I also, he was like, she threw water in my face. And I looked over and I said, and I do it again. <laughs> <laughs> And then they were like, ma'am, come over here. And I was like, no, thank you. (laughs) It was just like into the crowd because you can't see me with my fucking highlighter yellow hair. But any hoozles. But yeah, I I will be posting uh, those interviews. Um, I am going to also link a TikTok account for you guys if anyone else is as big of a TikToker as I am. <laughs> I will not be posting super frequently, but hopefully what is posted is good stuff. So make sure you keep an eyeball out for that and keep an eyeball out more uh, for some more lives. If you guys aren't following, um, I need to post Sam because uh, we have Get This Sam oh, now yeah. on mm-hmm. Instagram. Yep. And uh, you can follow me at the Snippin' Casquatch. Don't worry. It's all over the Instagram page for GTS. <laughs> so you guys can take a look there. But yeah, if you're not want, uh, if you're not following that, uh, follow us on our personal accounts as well. Uh, mine's also a hair page. So get ready for a lot of rainbow <laughs> colors, bitches, if you look at it. But yeah, I yeah. Mean, you can follow me if you want, but I'm not a poster of content. I'm not. That's no. not my machine. No, no, no. I tell, I give him what to post, and then I like I invite him, and he's like, "Except." Yeah, it's not that I don't. Yeah, I'm just. I'm, he's just not a social it's, needs it's, boy. Yeah, it's not my medium. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's I not feel that, that I don't care, or, or that I don't feel it's a valid. Yeah. venue or anything like it. that it's just it's not it's just i'm not good at it you're not no. into fucking like i don't know call of duty and like that kind of shit sure like your video games great but like i don't know yeah. i don't know i don't know anything <laughs> about video games i've made that clear <laughs> i i believe uh hey can we not attack my clothing i uh, oh, guys no, is parenting season. is hard <laughs> 
Parenting's really hard, especially when they don't speak English. Well, I guess they don't speak English for the first good fucking couple years. Yeah, but, but I they mean, never you can still learn. Shake them. These cats, oh my god, <laughs> cats will never learn. Any whoozles? Well, Samuel, did you uh bring us a little some 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 today? Yeah, I brought you a little something some today. All right, lay it on me. So, like as you were saying, like I'm still I don't know, like the past few weeks, yeah, I've just been a little raw and a little little in my feels about everything, and I feel like it come like working through it a little bit on my own like i feel upset with myself um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because ever since like i realized i love learning new things one of the things are that's been very easy for me to delve into has been history yeah and the more I learned about history repeating itself in a very cyclical nature, uh, the more I felt powerless against, like, being able to affect yeah. change. Like, I remember having a couple conversations with you, and I was like, can you fucking stop? <laughs> yeah, but Ow. I mean, I also feel that that, you know, pessimism and that cynicism was... Uh, a self-defense mechanism and a security blanket to keep me in my comfort yeah, zone of absolutely well if, if I, you don't have expectations yeah then, if i don't try i can't fail yeah, um yeah. if i don't try then nothing bad happens to yeah. me and here's how i can rationalize why it's not worth trying And i have the receipts on that bad boy <laughs> right because so many yeah, people yeah. have tried and this has still happened and this iteration then another like iteration brian. brian's a fucking idiot <laughs> trying over here trying brian that's what we call him <laughs> so yeah it's just like it's been a journey but i mean i'm proud of you it takes a lot to, I don't know, examine yourself that deeply. Yeah, but I mean, just... And then want to do something about it. I, I, Like, through the sources that I listen to and through conversations that you and I have had, like, I feel that we both have realized that uh, we can do more. And Absolutely. we should be doing more, which is Absolutely. one of the reasons why you went to the protest on yeah. Monday. And, I don't know, I felt personally motivated to challenge myself to i'm not okay with not doing anything anymore yeah yeah i i feel that we're entering our rich auntie and uncle phase so (laughs) we got to provide for the children's you know so yeah but i mean that's kind of where this is coming from and so like this week i wanted to you know pick a topic that goes out to other people who, for the same reasons, have felt powerless like me. Sure. To feel like, well, what can I do uh, to, I don't know, affect any change? Yeah. Because you're yeah. like, well, what can one person do? Yeah. You know? But to quote, I don't know, it's not a direct quote of anybody, but, you know, there... Some guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> But, I mean, it's a point that, you know, there was no 
uh, uh, Gandhi before Gandhi. Uh, I was literally thinking uh, there was no Martin Luther King. Yeah, there was Martin no Martin Luther, Luther King. King. Yeah, yeah, we've no, all heard. Yeah, Jesus before Jesus or whatever. Like these are people who are Jesus. ubiquitous through history. Yeah, yeah. You just mentioned their name and these share. Yeah. And these are people who are known throughout the way. I sorry, I just got what you no, just said. No, I'm sorry. I was like inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> but no, these are people who are known throughout history when you just mentioned their name. Granted, they didn't do it alone, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are millions of people in this country, like around th- around like 337 million people in this country. Oh my god. <laughs> and we This are, one? And, but at the same time, we are th- like singular. Yes, this country. Like yes. US of A. Yes. Well, I mean, there's almost eight billion people on the planet, so Oh my. <laughs> Guys, that's that's a lot of beans. That is a lot of beans. It's a lot of beans. But you got three hundred balls. Yeah, you got like 337 million people in this country who are governed by, like, if you go down to, like, what, the city council level? 12! You're governed (laughs) by, like, what, 20,000 people or something like that? Yes! Like... I was gonna say twelve thousand, but yeah, or, no, or, or, no, or you're what, absolutely right. It's whatever. It doesn't fuck. It could fuck. be a hundred thousand. Yeah, it, it doesn't, doesn't make sense. Fucking matter. Like what we say. Yeah. Fucking matters. Yes. <laughs> and I, what we yes. do fucking matters. Yes. <laughs> and we are the ones that they should be fucking scared of. <laughs> Amen, brother Samuel. <laughs> Preach it. So I just you know, but and there's examples. In our history, that we fucking have done this before, to where we have put the government over our goddamn knee, or yeah. corporations, yeah. or whoever stands in our fucking way, we put them over our knee, and we fucking made them do what we say they need to do. Yeah, I there's I I remember mentioning to you. TikToker that I follow and uh, he made a really interesting argument for why politicians have so much um, gravy in uh, trying to keep CRT from becoming a federal thing or a mandated thing because uh, if if we unwhitewash to the best of you know, our abilities, our history, and we teach what really happened, then more people are going to see the, you know, the behind the magician's cloth right. of fucking, the fucking, how the steaks are, how the sausages are made. The steaks, we know how those are made. Um, but yeah, how the sausages are made. Like, no. they're going to see like, oh my God, they used this in the 20s and then again in the 70s. And then, oh, my God, it's happening again in the 2020s. Sure. There's going to be more spider web connecting of that. That's how my brain works. Um, but there's going to be more of a, a connection and like it's going to be yeah, and, I don't know, and, reinforced. Yeah, I and that's you- where you want to teach is children. 
Right, and I remember you telling me about this before where you're like, yeah, the tactics that they used on people of color and minorities and immigrants, like now they're using on anyone who's not the 1%. And if you educate people, they're going to realize that we're being manipulated and taken advantage of in the same ways that they've always used. That they, thank you for summing up exactly what I was trying to fucking say. They have always been doing it. They just don't want us to know yes. that now they're branching out. Yeah, don't well, look up. Well, and on top of that, like, and their main argument against CRT is that is to tap into the white mentality of I never want to be called a racist. Yeah. I, and it's fucking soul crushing yeah and like the amount of people that i have heard talk about it and say well it's just making white people seem evil and everything is against white people in crt and it's like okay Uh, well i'm sorry that you feel that way when people throw history at you uh because in the arguments that i've heard they're like well, well slavery was uh over so long ago and it's like motherfucker that's not what this is about like how about if you want to talk about rosewood florida in 1913 when a a community of of black people was hunted by hundreds of white people in the neighboring community and lynched anywhere between uh, uh, let's see here the official report is at least 12 people, but... Oh, um, uh, yeah, they couldn't do the, math back then. The unreported is anywhere between 30 and 150. Jesus Christ. And they burned the entire community to the ground. These people had to hide out in, in the fucking Florida swamps for days to try to escape into other neighboring towns. That's horrifying. Yeah, and that's one fucking story. So uh, I'm sorry if you thousand. feel that CRT is telling people that that white people are evil, but we've for, done we've done some evil, and I'm speaking as a good amount. Yeah, I'm history. speaking as an yeah, extremely bro. privileged white cis yes. male fucking whatever. Jig. Yeah. Yeah. But I know that we have done some horrible horrible shit yeah and i say we i mean the people who, who have i ident- look like yeah who i look like has have yeah. done horrific things for hundreds if not thousands of years yes yes and if we're not talking about america like not a lot of european ancestry is super squeaky clean either yeah so it's the willingness to entertain the thought that oh maybe i i don't know enough about this to have an opinion but you know like maybe i can learn something from that like it is not easy no one enjoys being critiqued in most situations and that's why like a in soft skills if you're in leadership in the fucking business world you fucking understand you know what I mean when I say soft skills. Yeah. Uh, what you can disarm people very quickly by going in and asking questions. And a lot of times, you know, uh, if I needed to crit- 
critique or have this kind of conversation with people, I would go in and be like, hey, I've got some reflection for you. Are you open to, you know, talking about that? Or I've got a couple of points that I think would be useful for you. Are you into that? Like, yeah, that is really the only time that I've ever seen critiquing go positively sure and and like and i totally understand the notion of like but why I, take it so f- sorry i don't want to be called evil or i don't want to be associated why with these take it that personally unless you are right well <laughs> i mean well because yeah if not handled i i do understand that if not handled deftly or well it's entirely possible to incite some divisiveness in something that is designed to create a more education and inclusiveness. So, like, I do understand that. But back to our list <laughs> uh, that I'm getting to of times when when we came together and it worked. And there are... I love that. A shitload of examples. That's great. Um, but... I would not have guessed that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because you're not supposed to know about it. Yeah, I mean, I remember having a conversation very similar to this with uh, Anne, mm-hmm. and she was like, well, maybe you need to do, because I was like, when has it ever fucking done anything? And she was like, well, maybe you need to educate yourself a little bit, because it has. There yeah. there have been many things, other than the things that I've already listed in our conversation, <laughs> which she didn't say that. I no. said that to myself after, but uh, no, I, yeah. I think plenty of people could benefit from knowing, like, when the fuck has this worked? Yeah. When have we been down and out and it's worked? Yeah. So, tell me. So, in, we'll start in uh, this kind of, there's no rhyme or reason to the order of this. Great. Um, in 1960 in California, uh, farm workers made about an average of 90 cents an hour. Hoof. Which in, 2020 yeah. metrics is uh seven dollars and 87 cents per hour oh sounds yeah indiana all right right to do but not to do flipping burgers no not or, to do any no, of the this things. is hard field labor. labor yeah um state laws uh about labor rights were not enforced um workers which once like, not surprisingly, a lot of them were migrant workers or immigrant workers. Yeah. Um, a lot of times they were housed in metal shacks uh, with no plumbing or cooking equipment. There were no... Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Everything you need to not survive. <laughs> right. It's um, There were no... I mean, surprise, surprise. There were no toilets in, in, in the fields where they were working. No facilities anywhere near. I make my own brand of fertilizer. Right. It was not uncommon for workers to be charged uh, 25 cents uh, per glass of water. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, Which that's 25 cents in the. Back then, which now uh, I did the math, and now would be uh, a little over two dollars per glass of water. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, that's a third of what you make in an hour, roughly. <laughs> Jesus. 
don't be telling people how little I make. Number no, one. no, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying, if you're one of those workers. Oh, okay. I was like, damn. <laughs> and I can't do math, so you, you know, that's. <laughs> I feel like that's expected of me. So, uh, but in 1965. Uh, which, I mean, this had been going on for the better part of a century, like from the, you know, 1860s, 1870s on, like large ag- agricultural companies, especially after the Depression, were definitely a thing mm-hmm. and very hard to fight against. But in 1965, the Agricultural Workers Organization Committee, or the AWOC, and oh, the yeah. National Farm Workers Association, the NFWA, led by people like Dolores Huerta and Cesar Chavez, uh, started uh, yeah started strikes and collective actions yeah. against the companies for uh, the grape farmers. Oh, yes. So uh, they got a couple small victories at the beginning, and it started to spread. And they had leverage because uh, grape harvests are a much shorter window than some mm. other mm-hmm. uh, crops. Mm-hmm. So if they decide not to like to to go on strike, it's a very it's a very time sensitive thing. So they had a lot of leverage in that. And so when they had those first couple of victories, it started to spread northward through California. Mm. And so the companies started, uh, like, these strikes and shit started spreading, so the companies hired scabs. And so, cool. I mean, that's obviously the first tactic yeah. you're going to go to. It's always been. Uh, so they started picketing uh, up to around 20 fields a day. Wow. And got a lot of those scabs to join the cause. You know, because that's amazing. Well, I mean, it happened anywhere when you bring in scabs. A lot of times they bring in less fortunate people, whether that's immigrants or people of color. And these are people who are jumping at an opportunity. And a lot of times it's not till they get there because a lot of them travel to it like they outsource from, you know, outside the region where the action is happening. And these people who are looking for a better opportunity get there and then they realize, oh, fuck, I'm a scab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of times they arrive and they don't know until they get there. So they convinced a lot of the scabs to join the cause. And then the grape companies, like, they tried to appease by offering higher wages, but would not give in to union representation. Like, they're not going to allow you to collective bargain and form Mm. a union. Uh, So... The AWOC and the NFWA, they started organizing boycotts and oh wow, started a massive boycott of all non-union produced grapes. And within five years, by 1970, the grape owners accepted uni- union representation and the workers got not only higher wages, they also got better benefits and better fucking working conditions. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, and that's... Five years? Yeah. Wow. But, I mean, it doesn't always... I mean, that's a fantastic victory, and it is literally considered a textbook execution. Like, when you consider textbook of that model and how it should work, 
this is one of the first things that's referenced. Wow. All right. And then number two, it's not always quick. Yeah. Uh, so number two yeah. is, was the women's suffrage parade. Uh, so women's suffrage was a cause that had been going on for around 60 years by the time 1913 rolled around. But that year, wow. um, a huge demonstration was organized. Um, it was a parade that took place on the eve of Woodrow Wilson's inauguration. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It was organized by the National American Women's Suffrage Association. Um, it included 5,000 suffragettes, uh, wow. which uh, I was curious, like, because 5,000 doesn't sound like a lot. Sure. But in 1913, the population in, in the U.S. was only 97 million. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and now it's about 337 so over oh three God. times so so when you take population inflation into account essentially if it was today's numbers that would be 15,000 people Woo! that's a protest right in one Got yourself spot. a fucking protest <laughs> right and that i mean there are like i said this has been 60 years in the making there have been protests of all different sizes sure, in all sure, different sure. places yeah. um so there was 5,000 suffragettes, uh, four mounted brigades, nine bands, and 20 floats in this parade. Ah, uh, that's baller. It was on. It was met with violence. Uh, no way. Yeah, go figure. Uh, police did not intervene. No way! <laughs> and over 100 women were injured. Sounds like a Tuesday. Right. And here's the thing. It still took... Damn. It still took seven more years of protesting. And the 19th Amendment was not passed until 1920. But this parade, this women's suffrage parade that happened, rekindled that fire and brought a huge amount of attention back sure. to this issue that had been just piddled and paddled the back, back and forth. Yeah. And it was like, no, 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 no. We're going to make this a huge issue. Very much like the gay marriage issue. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was very much talked about, but in back channel, like you said, like in back channels and on the back burner. Uh, and it was never a safe time to make it a big issue. Yes. Yes. It was never advantageous yeah, to but, really take up arms. Yeah. For. But when the leaders of the cause decided to say, fuck you, fuck the leadership that's supposed to represent us. Hey, you're going to listen now. Yeah, you're going to listen. But yeah, once the leadership decided to make it a big issue and a big push, you know, uh, then they started fighting in court and it... when It, it became was, more of a thing. Right, and when they brought it to the central stage and the people who were being dismissed by who they felt were their leadership decided to say, fuck that and let's make it a huge issue, let's address it in the public and the media in the movies and tv or whatever sure, like, if you're not going to do it if you're not going to do it we're going to do it and guess what it brought it to enough attention to where they started bringing it into court again and it got fucking demolished like the ban on gay marriage got fucking demolished yeah. in a relatively yeah. short period of time because people were 
who were being dismissed said, fuck you, fuck this. We're going to fucking do it. And they did. Now we're going to go to a very quick victory. Oh, okay. (laughs) And the story's not quick. There was legislation (laughs) that led up to this. Okay. Uh, But in uh, very early 1990. Oh, okay. um, Congress. I was there. (laughs) You were alive. (laughs) I was there. Congress proposed a bill called the Americans with Disabilities Act. Yeah. And that bill uh, stalled in committee, which. Wow. Yeah. Uh, No way. Which had a lot to do with accessibility to buildings and public transportation. And it was just common sense shit. Uh, That's actually a big part of the um, cosmetology uh, educator education is about uh, like teaching in ADA and how like yeah vocational schools are not exempt from that you must make reasonable Good. accommodations and I remember having to argue multiple 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 times I'm like it's literally a law sir <laughs> you don't have the option to comply or not like because I'm a loud mouth fucking Linda and I'll tell <laughs> on your bitch ass and they all fucking knew it, too. <laughs> I'm a snitch. <laughs> so this bill stalled in committee and a group of activists and protesters uh, and members of the disabled community gathered on March 12th, 1990. Over a thousand of them. Wow. Yeah. And then dozens of these protesters abandoned their mobility aids and crawled up the Capitol steps. Oh my gosh. I just watched a small doc on that. Yeah, it was called the Capitol Crawl. Including an eight-year-old. cried like a baby. Oh yeah. Including an eight-year-old who had already been protesting for two years, which was like the like honeypot for the media to be like, nah! See this Which, small I mean, disabled child crawling. Oh my god! And well, and the thing is, is they had actually talked about in their movement, like in in the moment, they were like, "I don't know if she should." There was skepticism, like within the movement, to be like, "Is this a good look or not?" Because sure, like, is this going to be looked at as a sign of our power, or are we going to yeah. be looked upon with pity? Yeah, because we don't want pity. Yes, we want action. We want change. Yeah, and we want to be seen as powerful, and this is an extension of our power. But, I mean, regardless of the optics, the optic, like, that is. Yeah, I don't know a lot of eight year olds that have a lot of drive for uh, things outside of themselves. So, uh, that that child understood and willingly participated in these actions. I, uh, I think that she is a a wonderful advocate for yeah that yeah absolutely and she uh, won't be around for a second. But yeah, no. So they crawled up these steps uh, in order to show what they had to go through on a day to day basis, and they did it, and immediately caught the attention of every camera, every news outlet, every. Yeah, no newspaper way. every magazine like how the fuck is that not front page everything yeah. everywhere oh my god <laughs> yeah 
And uh, yeah, the Americans with Disabilities Act was passed. Uh, this was in March 12th. Uh, it was passed on July 26th of Oof. 1990. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, it got out. It got out of committee got out there. And, real and, quick and passed real fucking fast. They were like, "Oh, you mean this guy? I was just, I was bringing it to the next meeting. <laughs> yeah, I was bringing it. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, act like I'm sleeping on ya. Like that one was just such a fucking Oof. hard right cross to like. I mean, that was a fucking yeah. haymaker. Like you can't even block that shit. Like that was so well executed. And and Good I understand job. not Good every, job, guys. Not every you know situation is going to have the ability to throw that punch. Sure, but, sure. But they do happen, and yeah. it, if you don't. Yeah, and if you don't have the people willing to do this, it's never going to get thrown, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, these are three examples that, like, I borderline criminally raced through because each one of them, like, I could do an episode about the whole episode. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I mean, and that's not including, you know, heroes like Martin Luther King or Abby Hoffman, which I could do probably like a five-part series on him. Uh, you know, Marsha P. Johnson and so, you know, God, so many others. You know, these are people who showed their teeth through solidarity and, and, and through numbers and, and said, we're not fighting to have so-and-so elected and, and hoping that they, you know... Uh, represent us properly you know like they said no fuck this i'm going out i'm telling you what i want and if you don't do it i can promise you you're not going to be happy about it whatever that however that looks i can tell you that there's too many of us and too few of you this is what we want you're going to do it or else i think that's amazing thank you so much for bringing such wonderful empowering stories I mean, I like we learn about in the US, we learn about the suffragette movement, but I, to really learn about it like you have to do your own yeah. Yeah. Own research and who the fuck does that? You know what I mean unless it's sure. integral to something going on in your life and then uh, to expand outside of yourself. And if you're not disabled or you don't have someone disabled in your life, you know, I'm sure that uh, even the best of people haven't ever really thought about like, well, how would that, you know, affect me if I, you know, if I couldn't just simply step up on the curb? Like, right. Yeah. You know, uh, being someone who has had mobility issues and had them for a few years and. And then going through a surgery, like, I I thought I would be able to step into a bathtub very easily. And, yeah. oh, how right. how yeah. quickly I was reminded <laughs> that uh, just because you think you can do something doesn't always mean that you can. Yeah. Just, like, physically, even though your heart of hearts wants to. But it doesn't mean that there's not a different way to do it. And sometimes you just need a little bit of help. Yeah. To get to the bit of the different way that takes no more time, no more effort. Yeah. 
than another one uh, than anything else. Sure. Yeah. And, and like, and I also like understand the defeatism or, or powerlessness that you can feel when, when you see so, when you feel like you see so many fires around you. Yeah. Yeah. To be like, uh, how many fires can I piss out? I'm just one person. Yeah. But if pick one, or pick two or three. I, like, you yeah. don't have to put them all out. But if not, you're just dancing around Help doing the... others pee on them. Right, yeah. Otherwise, you're just dancing around doing the pee-pee dance and, <laughs> and not helping anybody. Yeah. Like, you're... And you're just going to wet your plants. And, and this is something that... And I'm not trying to get on a high horse. This is something that I have had to educate myself on and change my thinking yeah. on it. Because yeah. I, I... That's how I felt. I was like, what the... The whole like, there's. What do you want me to the change? Whole like, down. where? Yeah, where do where do I go? Do I go with you know, the complete inaction for climate change, or massive corporations abusing people and buying government, or yeah. or whether it's Roe v. Wade being overturned? There's so many things that just it, it's very overwhelming. But you don't have to change it all. Just no. put your efforts towards something. Right behind something. Yeah. Just try. And yeah. just try. You'll be surprised. Yeah. And guess what? Even if you fail, you can say, well, at least I fucking tried. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for, again, the empowering <laughs> stories. Well, thanks for letting me, you know do part of my apparently part of my therapy work on on our podcast yeah man (laughs) you're working it out over there it's all right suss it out sis get it it happens (laughs) happens well um i i have some fun facts about some animals (laughs) good I feel like we need a little bit of a Lisa Frank moment after that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, not that mine was well, dark, but you know. Eh. Yeah, no, I it's I would say it's heavy. It's it's real subject matter. Yes. And sometimes real isn't fun. Yeah. That's, but it's not like it's not that that's unfun. It's just you know. Yeah. It's a thinker, and I'm more of a stinker. So. <laughs> we'll stink it up, baby. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> So last episode, if you joined us, I had a list of invasive species mm-hmm. and that research snowballed into this one. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I bring you a few examples of when humans... Introduced oh other animals oh to take care of other animals. I feel like I know some of this, but yeah, you probably do. And uh. then I also have I have one fun story that's kind of in the vein of it. Okay, so alrighty, our uh, first example is the cane toad. That sounds familiar, but I I couldn't tell you. In 1930. We're going to Queensland, Australia. Mm-hmm. In their sugarcane fields, they have a problem, and it's cane beetles. 
Okay. They are destroying the sugarcane crops. They have voracious appetites. Uh, and instead of opting for the typical toxic pesticides, okay. uh, the farmers heard of a toad. That likes to eat beetles. That had a taste for these destructive little insects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these farmers banded together and uh, they believe that upon releasing cane toads, uh, hordes of cane toads, oh, um, which cane toads are like, they can reach like four and a half pounds or two kilograms each. Like okay. one fucking frog, yo. Okay. And they get like as big as dinner plates. Yeah, enough to make, you know, some good frog legs out of. I mean, yes, I have more on that. Um, They, the farmers believed that the cane toads would take care of those uh, beetles and they could just continue farming in peace. Sure, yeah, because, I mean, the toads aren't going to eat the sugar cane, but they eat the beetles, so that's cool. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So in 1935, only 102 toads were smuggled in two suitcases from Puerto Rico to Australia. 102 and two. That's okay. Those are some big suitcases, but all right. Well, it's also the 1930s. So think about it. Like steamer trunks, like all that Uh, kind of stuff. Okay. I was thinking like. I yeah okay yeah I like, like roll on I was yeah, yeah I was yeah. thinking like large like I'm gonna check this bag not like Foot Locker you're funny trunks. yes yeah suitcases gotcha so uh they were going to be bred and then released in total twenty four hundred were released <laughs> at their first uh, <laughs> yeah first launch and it went great oh I'm sure it did at Oh, I'm sure. Little frogs <laughs> jumping around, eating all those nasty oh, little God. bugs. Once, once met a woman who swallowed a fly. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> well, some farmers didn't do their homework. Uh, due to where cane beetles like to hang out mm-hmm. on the actual plant. No. Sugarcane stock. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the toad and the beetles rarely ever cross. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you remember me telling you about this fat ass toad, but they're like four yeah. and a half pounds. And sugarcane is very Pretty similar. Pretty fucking st- tall. Yeah, it's similar in structure to bamboo to where yes. it's just like a singular shoot that goes up. And straight up. Yep. Yeah, the toads can't even couldn't even reach the beetles. <laughs> so they barely had an impact on the beetle infestation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with not a lot to do and not a lot of food there, the uh frogs hopped off. You know, they jogged on. Sure, yeah. Left and the sugarcane fields to where they could actually get food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they grew to more than 1.5 billion. <laughs> I'm sorry. Billion with a B. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <coughs> and From 20... Oh, my God. Yeah, covering 
I didn't write this one out. 386 thousand square miles of miles. yeah in australia i'm so sorry i didn't convert that but it's a fucking lot (laughs) it's beyond a lot yeah so i have some fun facts about the i feel like that's like the size of texas sure what i mean how many texases fit in australia yeah you know first we gotta fit we gotta start there how many texai I don't but. know. I mean, you know, I mean, honestly, one surprised me it was bigger than the state of Texas, but I could, I honestly couldn't tell you off the top of my head, like converting. I like, don't know. But anyway, I feel like a lot of things are smaller than Texas, and I don't fucking know. <laughs> all right. So, fun facts: um, cane toads, they are toxic at all stages of life. <laughs> oh my god. Uh-huh. From egg to adult, they have large swelling glands called. Uh, Heroidal glands? No, I added lots of letters to that. Here we go. Paratold glands. No. P A R O T O I D. Paratoid. Spell it again. P A R O T O I D. Paratoid. Thank you. Paratoid glands on each shoulder behind their eardrums. Uh, this is where they carry a milky white toxin, oh, also known as bufotoxin. Okay. It's B U F O toxin. Bufo. Bufo these nuts. <laughs> I'm going to have to check where I got that on my sources. Watchitbebra.com. Yeah, we know a shit ton about frogs, you idiots. <laughs> Any who's This Bufo toxin. <laughs> it's in their skin and other glands across their back. <laughs> There's enough of of this bufo toxin (laughs) to kill a large crocodile. Jesus. Yeah, one. Just one of them. Wow. Yeah. uh, Also, pets and humans can be poisoned. Don't lick a cane toad. Sure, yeah. It's uh... It's not fun. Not fun. Oh, also, these little shits eat everything, including plants and insects. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plants, too. Yup. They adapt very well to their environment and can partially live on dry land. Their bodies balloon and store up water to stop dehydration on long journeys. And they have fat stores for energies. For energies. For energy. They have evolved longer legs, making them faster. (laughs) Not be able to jump up any further. But faster so they can spread further. Because of humans. Yup. Oh my god. Yep. I love it. I love it so much. So uh due to their reproductive rate and their chemical defenses, uh, they have become one of the world's top one hundred invasive species, spreading at a rate of about thirty miles a year. Yeah. What like what what could be their natural predator? Like you know what I mean? Like Yeah, nothing there. Anything that eats it is gonna die yeah so like those i wonder if uh other frogs can eat each other 
Maybe, but I mean, but that's the thing is like you would have to eat them. You would have to have a natural predator that would eat yeah. them in large enough numbers in their adolescence because like they're way less poisonous, even though they may be like poisonous or whatever. They're less poisonous. Yeah, right. And say a certain animal was going to be immune to it. They would have to be significantly larger to like consider them. What as about part- honey badger? Honey badger don't give a shit. Still bigger than a dinner plate. <laughs> But, I mean, yeah, it would, it would have to be something like the honey badger or, yeah, just something that's significantly larger that is also not going to die from those toxins. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so this next fact is going to make all that worse. Uh, so surveys from a website, Cane Toads in Oz, have shown that if you kill 98 out of 100 toads, the remaining two can create... 30,000 new spawn. Oh, yeah. And even if the tadpoles die, there will be 10 times as many toads in that area. Yeah. In a week. Ooh, God. I mean, yeah, it's not surprising. Like, because I'm, I'm sure where they got them from, you said Puerto Rico? Or, yep. Yeah. I, it would not surprise me that. Well, I mean, even if they didn't have like a larger natural predators like it's a smaller area so they can only grow to a certain density you know sure, and then sure. you introduce yeah. them to an island that's what 30 times the size of it yeah I mean, obviously that's gonna <laughs> af- yeah. affect yeah. their population growth yeah um well in australia toad bashing is encouraged mm-hmm. um but any killing must be done in a humane way gotcha and like they- bashing Exactly. <laughs> and they are covered by animal welfare laws. Okay. Um, uh, Australia has spent over $20 million trying to eradicate the, <laughs> the spread of it. Um, but they've pretty much thrown in the towel and they're just like, this is what it is. Yep. Um, but other places that are affected as much as one, two, three other places that are affected as much as Australia are uh, many islands in the Caribbean, the Philippines, Fiji, New Guinea, and here in the US of A. Oh, goody. Yep, yep, yep. So don't just, if you're who's anywhere, the, don't look frogs. Yeah. Who's the dick who brought cane toads to the U.S.? <laughs> I don't know. Some irresponsible exotic pet owner who didn't realize how easily. Columbus. They... <laughs> Let's just blame it on him. Let's blame everything. On if Columbus. he wants to claim it. If he wants to claim it. <laughs> you brought cane toads too, you dick. <laughs> All right. I have another example. Hooray. This one's furry. Okay. The small Asian mongoose. 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 It's different than a minx, (laughs) which I found out. (laughs) So picture it. I'm picturing Ricky Ricky Ticky Taffy. (laughs) Um, uh, I'm picturing uh, uh, Greg, or not Greg, Jeff the mongoose. Uh, It's for the devilment (laughs) from last podcast. Oh, uh, yes, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. The ghost of the mongoose. Yes. God damn it. So picture it. Hawaii, 1883. 
cool. Like, you know. Beautiful flora, fauna. Mm-hmm. When it was mm-hmm. Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Is that before James Cook or. Any who's a bee. Girl. I, at first I was like, is he making a joke? And then I was like, no, James Cook is the name of a dude that was there. Now, not great. <laughs> and then uh, it was like, bitch, you don't know anything else. Like, <laughs> but I've told Sam this, like, inside my brain is just the cafeteria of Cassie's. So it's just me talking to me, talking to me. So any hoozles, there are fields and fields of, you guessed it, sugar cane. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, and every one of those fields has the same goddamn problem. Can you guess what it is? Cane beetles. Close, bigger, fuzzier rats. Got okay. Yeah. Rats love a good sugar cane. I mean, uh, so do most Americans, let's be honest. I mean Yeah. <laughs> the buzz around the old farming cooler is that Jamaica, they had a lot of the same issues that Hawaii sure. was having. And they had heard mm-hmm. that in Jamaica, they had used a predator to help with the rat infestation and mm-hmm. to save their sugarcane fields. Sure. Which, I mean, I feel like one of the main export exports of jamaica was rum and molasses so yeah of course they need a shitload of sugar cane to do that so totally feasible yep 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 uh so the answer was the mongoose Mongoose. they are weasel like (laughs) animals totaling in about 26 inches okay so like i'm so sorry i didn't write it out for the other metrics but thing is longer than most forearms like what the fuck i did not realize it was that long like it's like two ferrets connected (laughs) i it's too much because i've seen a minx before and they're maybe a little beefier than a ferret like it's a well-fed ferret yeah but a mongoose yeah it's about the same size as like a proper weasel I've never seen a fucking weasel. <laughs> well, they're about that size, too. Nah, man. All I got is cartoon weasels in my head. <laughs> but, I mean, cartoon weasels are drawn bigger than, like, cartoon ferrets. and. I, if you say so. <laughs> so, mongooses, uh, they are long. They have a brownish body, short legs, and a tail almost as long as its body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and i had a rat as a pet like i loved her i loved phoebe she was the best but like that's a lot of tail uh mongoose is generally active during the day and sleeps at night uh and as cute kind of as they are i mean i really like animals and it's kind of almost like a cat i I don't really like this one all that much it's kind (laughs) of weird looking Uh, as cute as they are uh not entirely helpful weird yeah yeah yeah. uh in 1872 uh big island sugarcane farmers uncovered an article uh like i said about the caribbean sugar growers using them to help control rats at the beginning they 
brought only 72 mongoose. Yeah, yep, yep, uh-huh. yep, yep. And they were bred and raised. Uh, once they were bred, the offspring were shipped to different sugarcane farms on the different islands. First Maui, then Molokai, and finally Oahu. Uh, but they were never introduced on the island of Kauai. And I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to any Pacific Islanders listening to me butcher <laughs> those names. I'm so sorry. Please let me know how to say them correctly. And I will do that from now on. Uh, but not everyone on uh, the big island was in favor of bringing in mongooses. Some felt as if there should, I don't know, maybe have some research yeah, done. Yeah, who have thunk it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to see like, I, okay, so you saw that article, like, have we followed up with anyone yeah. from the Caribbean? Have we talked to them? You know, not not everyone wants the ready fire aim approach to things. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, well, unfortunately, those people of reason were not heard. Oh, yeah. Uh, the mongoose were, like I said, brought. They were bred. They were released. Their introduction was an mistake of epic proportion (laughs) first of all the intended targets rats yeah i don't know if you know this they're nocturnal yeah i'm I'm aware yeah 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 so if you don't know what that means or if you didn't know rats sleep during the daytime and they are so fucking active at night yeah and like i said really good at hiding during the day while they're weird weird it's like they can fit anywhere yeah like i said earlier mongooses uh they are diurnal or that means that they do their business during the day and sleep during the night so they didn't cross paths uh rather than the rats guess what mongooses started eating sugar cane no (laughs) but i'm glad that you guessed that the native birds Cool. So that's one what they of the did. Other predators of rats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, also, um, they're super opportunistic feeders. So they would also eat turtle eggs, and they eventually started eating their sugar cane. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, they are still a problem <laughs> to this day. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Here's what you do. You introduce cobras in <laughs> yeah, the, and, yeah. and just have them battle it out. Yeah, yeah, just have them battle it out. Um, uh, the only things that have been proven effective are mongoose-proof fencing. Uh-huh. And expensive culling schemes. Oh, God. And if you don't know what that is, it's just a really fancy word of saying murder by masses. I was going to say round round them up and kill them in large numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Let's see here. Another example. Rabbits. Okay. Rabbits were brought to New Zealand to provide game for sportsmen to hunt for food and to remind uh, the British, quote, quote, settlers <laughs> of home. <laughs> Literally the worst reason possible. Yeah. Like, there's, not, there's no pragmatism to it. Like, I can understand if you're trying to address a pragmatic issue and guess wrong. Like, at least that's sure. better than just like, hmm, 
Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is about 1840s. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So rabbits were ideally suited for short, dry grass, and it took a little time for them to adapt to life in the wild. But because rabbits do what rabbits do, they breed really quickly. Yeah. So they can kind of, you know, replace it and they'll get it right again. Uh, they were not seen as an ecological threat until 1870. <laughs> There were some societies introduced in the uh, 1870s uh, to try to help. Oh, my God. It's not an episode if I don't fucking hit this bitch Um, (laughs) to help reduce the number of rabbits on the island. Um, Do they bring cats or am I thinking of something else? Yes. Yes and no. Yes. So. A flourishing fur trade helped, uh, especially in the south of the sure. island. Uh, by 1894, more than 17 million skins were being exported. Oof. And later, also canned and frozen rabbit meat prospered. Oh, my God. What, um, how did the keychain industry factor into I this? I fucking <laughs> love it. In 1938... The lucky rabbits. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, There were district boards uh, in 1938 uh, officially set up and their only objective was how to kill these rabbits and how to kill them year round, not just for the fur trade. It's like you have a Catholic dad and a Mormon mom. and. Oh, my God. Yes. Um. So the rabbit industry was deliberately run down so that people no longer could really, like, financially benefit from having, like, high numbers of rabbits. Sure. It was more, like, about the fur. Like, you didn't make any money raising them. Right. It was just kind of a thing that happened. Right, yeah, because, I mean, supply and demand, if the supply is there where all you have to do is kill them and skin them, it makes no sense to raise them in a controlled type of... Exactly. Um, So, basically, what this meant was that farmers were now responsible for killing the rabbits and they weren't going to get any type of help. Oh, goody. Yeah, from the government. (laughs) Right, because there's no business capital to be had. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, don't worry about it because in nine in the nineteen nineties, um, a I'm sorry, the nineties. Yeah, a disease, <laughs> uh, a rabbit disease was uh released, and they purposely released infected rabbits to go out and fuck with the other wild rabbits so they gave they created rabbit aids and introduced it into the non-infected rabbit community correct 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 um so (laughs) it was released all throughout the entire island of new zealand in different stages was there at least uh there is some success. Yes. Well, I mean, did, did the rabbits at least get a rabbit Freddie Mercury to do? A, I hate you. <laughs> a live rabbit concert and give. <laughs> um, 
I yeah, they're gonna have to do a red concert, man. Uh, yeah, these poor rabbits. Yeah, I bet Coldplay so, knows about it. <laughs> the newer <laughs> Bono's at the forefront of it. <laughs> yes, rabbits now are being uh, found to be more and more naturally immune to <laughs> RCD, which is the disease. Sure. Um, so yeah, but as the number of rabbits diminish, like ferrets and soats and that's another weasel ish animal sure wild cats um they are becoming more dependent on the actual native animals again for food right because they don't have as many rabbits because sure. there used to be a shit ton of rabbits yeah it's almost like when you disturb an ecosystem even if you try to restore balance it like it, it's it's permanently out of balance until it comes to its own equilibrium yeah 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 yep uh it's like you're totally correct all right <laughs> and then um today i uh, just happened to listen to an episode of the dollop it was a small up and it kind of has to do with uh what i was uh researching so i'm gonna tell you about a time where People were the invasive species. Oh, weird. Yeah, and disturbed some poor fucking beavers. Not the beavers. In 1948, people in wow, Idaho. Late. <laughs> yeah, I thought yeah. you were going to be talking about the fur trade and like the nope late 1600s and shit. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Uh, people in our family were alive. <laughs> Cool. 1948. People in Idaho discover a beautiful landscape uh, in the Payette Lake, uh, in the McCaw Lake Basin. Uh, that's uh, north of Boise. Okay. Uh, but sad news for the humans. Uh, there's a shit ton of beavers there. Oh, yeah. It's damn near Canada. So, of course, it's going to be yeah, a shitload yeah. of beavers. And, uh, you know, they've been there for, I don't know, centuries just yeah. doing their beaver thing. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, but did they? But, but they may build dance, But did they build a flag and claim it as their own? I don't know. I All don't right? know. Do they have a municipality structure? No. Damn one hundred and one. Okay. Well, guess what? You don't. Then it's not fucking yours. Sorry. So fuck you. You think you own print some beaver there? money and fucking put your pictures on it, and then we'll talk. And then we'll talk. Yeah. Well, um, that didn't stop people like the (laughs) beavers being there uh so they moved in and they attempted to build their you know homes farms you know people doing people things yeah manifest destiny yeah 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 well the beavers have been there forever and they were like oh what is this you You just put some more new fangle food for us yeah (laughs) so they started kind of messing up the infrastructure that they were trying to put in place and so this sesame street reject elmo hetter has a great idea to relocate the beavers mm-hmm. uh being a beaver man himself elmo uh he <laughs> thought that he had the best idea to help with this task what why did he think of himself as a beaver man yeah he's been studying beavers for years oh has he yep he's a beaver bro gotcha mm-hmm, mm-hmm. elmo found a nice cushy place about 200 miles away in the chamberlain basin gotcha. it's isolated like isolated as fuck okay okay there's no getting there 
uh, on roads. And it's tranquil because there are no humans. And uh, they have a bunch of streams. And uh, like I said, it's a basin. Sure. Right. And, you know, lots of beaver shit. It's, it's cushy digs for a beave. Okay. Well, I did mention that there were no roads, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so that poses a problem. Of how to relocate. Yeah, them. how are we going to relocate these bitches? Uh, beaver catapult. Uh, beaver catapult. <laughs> that, I don't know that they visited that. <laughs> and I think that that could have held a little bit of water. Because uh, beaver airdrop? Like Operation Dumbo Drop, but with beavers? <laughs> well, the first thing they tried was to um you know like you put beavers in trucks take them as far as you can and then we're just gonna put them on mules and we'll take them take them into the the basin and it'll be cool right yeah mules can go into the grand canyon so yeah basin is not illogical yeah 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 so oddly enough um beavers and mules don't get along (laughs) (laughs) yeah beavers aren't great in the heat and if they don't have constant like water to help keep them cool, they um expire. Cool. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And mules and donkeys weren't fucking psyched about having angry beavers all yeah. over them all the time, sure. right? Yeah, so just for funsies, it was noted in Elma's report that the older beavers when they got hot got extremely cranky. Uh He used the word belligerent to describe them. <laughs> Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. I'm picturing Elmo like you say he's a beaver, has been studying beavers for years. He's like, a beaver bro. Yeah, he's a beaver bro to the point to where like he he has a toothpick yeah. all the time. Uh-huh. And so I'm like picturing Bill Nye meets like Stallone from Cobra where he always has the toothpick in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then mix in uh, um I think it's Phineas from Phineas and Ferb who doesn't talk. <laughs> yeah mix that in there so um the mules weren't happening gotcha all right yeah. so we moved on Look, to elmo's next dealing idea with an angry beaver all right it is it's no fun it's no fun um sorry i had to get my misogynist joke in there at least once oh oh i you didn't have cable growing up i forgot oh the yeah i forgot there's a nickelodeon yeah. show angry beavers Funny. so Remember when you said something about Operation Beaver Drop? Uh-huh, yeah. So Elma learned that there was a surplus of parachutes left over from World War II. <laughs> and the idea was to mm, make these beavers sky flyers. Uh-huh. Yeah, it helped with transportation costs. It was much cheaper <laughs> to drop a beaver out of a plane than it was to transport them on land. You know what... For sheer entertainment purposes, like, I just want them to be chucking them out of a hot air balloon. Oh, my God. Why is that what I first thought of? Like, I was like, and the one, and the two, and the three, like, just, and they're like, but I pictured it with little beaver, like, parachute vests on, like, they're little paratroopers. No, when in actuality is probably, like, a, a box or a cage holding multiple of them. So... If you'll let me finish. <laughs> uh, so it was like 30 bucks per plane ride per four beavers. So that's like $350 now. For four beavers? Uh-huh. 
30 bucks. Throw these beavers out of fucking plane. Yeah, I know, but like, okay. So, like I said, they, they, did, they didn't they didn't do like four per trip, did they? I don't know how, how fucking big were planes in the 1940s. Well, I mean, we just fought another world war, so they were that, at least that big. Right, yeah, they at least had bombers that were, I mean... I don't know. Or a car, I mean, you know... I, I did not get a uh, cargo list for <laughs> any of, of the... You didn't, you didn't get a BOL for it? Yeah, yeah, for the beaver drop. Uh, so... <laughs> Unfortunately, they did not have adorable little bomber jackets for the beavers. <laughs> little parachute <laughs> jumper. Uh, they uh, were put in uh, soft woven baskets mm-hmm. that, in theory, oh, God. would break oh, God. on impact. Or the beavers could chew their way easily to freedom. Okay, well, okay? I just I don't like the way you say in theory. <laughs> Well, beavers don't have great time management skills. Okay. So, um, they started chewing their way out immediately as soon as they were placed in the basket. That's not where I went with that. Oh my god! Yeah. So they don't. They don't know. They can't read an itinerary. (laughs) You know. They can't tell they're falling and just be a bad time to chew my way out of something. You're a beaver. You've never been through something like this before. Samuel, everything you knew was a lie up until this beaver moment. I'm going to tell you about the first test beaver. His name, uh, he's an older Why male. Would you name it? I don't know, because the guy's name was Elmo. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, so... To everyone's chagrin, they called him Geronimo. No. Yeah. Oh, God. They repeatedly dropped this poor beaver over and over and over again to the point where the first few runs, uh, Geronimo would try to hightail it the fuck out of there. But then the handlers would come out, scoop Mm. him up, and put him directly back into another box. And take him back up and drop him again. And I'm not entirely sure from what height, but enough for a parachute to open up. Yeah, but why? Like, why keep dropping the same one? Because you gotta. You Uh, don't have time to be running out there and snatching beavers left and right. So you use one sturdy fucking beaver. All right? Gotcha. They're working the kinks out of the system. Uh huh. To the point they used geronimo so much um that he stopped running right and to the point he would walk out of the box see the handlers and he would walk back into the box right but that doesn't give you a good metric of how new beavers are going to handle this situation Uh, no i think they were just trying to get the height right at for many many of the tests i don't know that they were really worried about the beaver's mental health sure but i mean if they're the drop yeah i just i'm picturing them chewing the bottom out of a wicker basket while they're in mid free fall um so geronimo's reward um Uh about as equivalent as the actual geronimo (laughs) 
I cannot speak on that because I don't know. But this Geronimo got to be the very first male beaver that was dropped into the basin so he could get his fucks on. Quote, he was sent to his own little piece of paradise with three very lovely young female beavers. Humans are fucking gross, dude. Right. How are you going to fucking... Oh, my God. Okay, so you said something about chewing their way out. So how many beavers were dropped, you you might be asking yourself? 77 were relocated. Oh, that's a, that's a lot less than what I was thinking. I agree. Uh, the planners of this gridded out many streams and ponds, so the different um, droppings of beavers would have different places. They wouldn't all be in one place to try sure. to fight it out. Sure, but sure. only 75 made it to the ground. Okay. Well, I, do- I, mean, I don't know 70- what happened to one of them. Okay. But I do know... That one brave little <laughs> brave beaver little soldier, soldier. Uh, he uh, chewed through his box in midair, <laughs> made it successfully on top of the box, <laughs> and 75 feet before it, it hit the ground, jumped. Maybe not jumped, he walked off of it. Right, or fell you know, or whatever. But, but yeah. Yeah, so I don't know what happened to that other guy, but lucky lucky number 76. We'll call him Sixer. Beavers be crazy. Uh, beavers be tripping. But yeah, um, so there are some pesky pests for you. That's nuts. Yeah, uh, turns out we're the pesky pests. Yeah, it turns out. Turns out. <laughs> right yeah that's not even like going... it's kind of been the theme yeah yeah not pesky, even pesky not even going into like uh yellowstone and like how we oh yeah no completely changed the ecosystem yeah Guess and uh that, the way the rivers flowed in yellowstone because of our eh, in- fine. intrusiveness it's <laughs> fine <laughs> well samuel Yes, ma'am. I have for you and all of our other beautiful listeners out there a get that shit for you today. Do it to me. Uh, this is in part due to Robin again. So thank you, Robin. Love you, Robin. Always sending the coolest shit. I absolutely love it. Uh, so this week, I want you to get on that keyboard to be type it out burialground.org okay and what you will find is a super cool vintage gothic horror themed uh type of shop okay um do 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 battleground is a collective version of longtime best friends uh the pair met in 2004 while working part-time at coffee shops near their hometown they forged a friendship over their mutual fascination with occultism magic spirituality and a deep nostalgia for old new england Mm -hmm. so now they have brought that 
creepy type of Victorian sure. gothic style yeah. to a super fucking cool collective shop with different artists. Awesome. So um, there is a shit ton of jewelry. There's home decor, uh, station, uh, stationery, aromatics, vintage items that you can buy all on this beautiful website. Some of my favorite items uh, are some of these gorgeous Victorian pendants. Oh, cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also they have quite a few... Uh, different rings. There's this super cool horned goat. Okay. But it's kind of, it's like a bust but of it, but it's a cute little necklace. I right. love it. There are pentacle protection necklaces, earrings. Um, there looks to be, oh my God, there's a mini, mini broomsticks, <laughs> mini broomstick earrings. That's oh cute. my gosh. All of these really cool and handcrafted uh, different jewelries. And like I said, there is also um, home decor. And uh, there's a category called October Forever. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my God. Cute. They do uh, cute flower arrangements. But they're kind of dead. But they're kind of not. But you know what I mean. So head on over (laughs) to burialground.org for all of your ooky spooky ooky spookity kookity <laughs> homewares and what have you <laughs> well I think that's it my dude yeah I'm good you got anything else I don't think so I think I'm all tapped out alright I'm pretty tapped out too it's <laughs> uh, pretty late for us old timers so uh, good good night, good morning, good luck, whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> uh, like when you were like, good morning, last episode still oh. made me laugh so fucking hard. <laughs> I listened to it again and was like, hilarious. Well, while you are shopping for your most gothic of all home decor, make sure you have us creepy fuckers in your ear. All right. You can find us on all the different streaming platforms, but that includes Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and if none of those suit you fancy, you can find more platforms on our Insta bio at GTS underscore podcast. While you're there, please like, follow, subscribe, and interact so we can continue to grow our shit. Check out our link tree to find our website, episode resources, extra streaming platforms, and much, much more. Please holler at us if you have a small business that you want to hype or a topic that you don't want to do homework on. Guys, give Robin a break one episode, okay? (laughs) She's really carrying get that shit on her back for us, okay? Uh, You can uh, catch us at our email, getthisshitpodcast at gmail.com. So, I think that brings us to the fiend. To the fiend. The (laughs) finini. All right. Well, like I said, be good. Be good at it. Yeah. Keep your head up. And if you can keep your head up, help someone else keep theirs. Yeah. And be empowered to try. Yes. 
Just trying. Just trying is good. Yes. Just try. We'll just try to see you next time, okay? <laughs> All right. All right. Talk to you later. <laughs> Love and light. Love and light. Bye. Bye.